tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Group Therapy, our 2023 spring training preview. Uh, Craig Elston, Chris Reed, our producer, Rafi Cantor, we are here with you kind of back in regular order now. It's the 2023 season. Tomorrow, there is a spring training game. It'll be at 12 o'clock. Of course, it'll be against the Mariners. It must be. As officially a season is christened with a uh, a game where everyone's out of it by the fourth inning against the Mariners uh, on uh, on the opening day of spring training. Now, Chris, I know that you are uh, uh, you're kind of you're doing a whole bunch of things today. And you'll be here as an informed observer, if nothing else, right? Well, I wouldn't. I mean, I'll be a commentator to a degree. Just think of me as an octopus with a different child's need on every arm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Outstanding. In need of a group therapy of your own. Maybe just... <laughs> maybe more of yeah. just, uh, you know, a helping hand. <laughs> You're here for me as much as anyone else, Craig. Okay. Well, we've got a group that's gathered on our stage here as well. We record, uh, as you know, everyone who's here already knows because you're here, but we record our group therapy shows as well as our post-game shows live on our Discord stage, uh, our audio amphitheater, so to speak, uh, where we can get together. And we've got patrons uh, already lined up and gathered to listen to the show and hopefully to uh, contribute to the show uh i see uh, one of my uh dear friends in the audience one john Gennaro. i was about to say as john often heard me say uh spring training previews in me usually are pretty short because normally i i think about all the ways that spring training is deceiving and i i've just settled on this i don't analyze spring training very hard did you get hurt are you okay great Otherwise, I kind of leave it at that. I don't think about the batting average or the uh, wins and losses, uh, who was particularly sharp or not. Very few things translate from the Cactus League to the big leagues uh, in in a one-to-one fashion. Most of the time, it's a funhouse mirror of the sport. And as such, usually I try not to watch a lot of it just because I think it's like just silly information. So can I say that all as a preamble to I'm, of course, so excited to see them potentially roll out the four kings at the top of the order for the first time ever tomorrow. And if even if it's for one at bat to see what happens. Um, dude, it's like the most unprecedented spring training situation ever. This is the only time we're going to get to see it. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, here's a team that's together and then away it'll be mere minutes that this this team is together and before february turns to march most of the players uh will be off to their national teams and it'll be time for the world baseball classic enjoy it while you have it understanding that what you have is the silliest version of the sport that exists 
Arizona Cactus Baseball, probably rainy, gloomy Arizona Cactus Baseball, based on what I've heard. They've got the same storms. They're usually a day behind whatever we get. Yeah, I looked at the lows for Peoria, Arizona, and Peoria, Illinois, and they were only 13 degrees off each other, which I I don't think that's typical for February. Um, (laughs) It is a little disappointing to hear that we won't see Tatis tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. I mean, what are we going to do? I guess three kings. <laughs> three kings in the lineup. Right. What, what right are you going to do? Right, our city councilmen's. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure there's a good reason. <laughs> there's, you know, what, 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 what are you going to do? It's the first day of spring training. If Fernando Tatis Jr. is in the lineup, I'm not going to uh, issue a call to arms at this point. I'm not either by any means. I just, I, I just mean I've been excited. Tomorrow's the day I get to turn on my MLB TV app, and yeah, my my boys will be there. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Um, and that with that level of completely indelicate analysis, um, spring training is fun, and we are happy that it will happen. This is what you came here for, folks. This is the this is it. This is the level. This doesn't get any higher. All right, here's what we've got. We've got a group that is gathered. If anyone would like to jump up uh, and offer themselves uh, to uh, ask a question or to bring a topic to the show, feel free. Hit the little hand button. Uh, you'll pop up. I'll be able to direct you up to the stage, uh, and we will welcome you uh, to the show. Uh Folks who are big or huge patrons of our show, of course, get the chance to jump the line. So uh, put your hand up first, please. Uh, Also, we have a number of questions that have been left for us uh, in our group therapy text channel because some folks either don't want to come on the show or don't have the time to be here uh, when we happen to be recording, which on this case is a Thursday uh, at 630. So with that, we'll uh, dive into a few of those text questions. as we wait for someone uh, to jump up and and raise their hand. I mean, in terms of basic things other than that, to put at the top of the show that's titled Spring Training Preview, Nick Martinez and Seth Lugo are going to pitch the first two games for San Diego. Uh, Nick Martinez is going to go away and be a part of the World Baseball Classic, but they want to give him as many starting innings as possible, so he'll get a couple to uh, start things off right away. Uh, Julio Tehran is going to pitch on Sunday, I believe. All of this is weather-dependent, of course. And uh, that means that we'll see the big three roll out uh, to start next week, of course, with the exception of Darvish, who will be off uh, doing his thing for Team Japan. We'll see him when Team Japan gets going. Probably in the first game, we'll see you, Darvish. So, uh Everyone's going to roll out at their particular pace. It's going to be cool to see that infield at least be able to play together for the first time. If our uh, wayward right fielder may not be there just quite yet. Uh, And I think everyone's just excited to have the visceral physical experience of seeing this, this team begin. I don't want to bring you down again, Craig, but did you see the Cole Hamels news? (laughs) What? 
<laughs> he's he's not gonna pitch in spring training. Oh, we're not, yeah. We're not, he's gonna be slow trotted out till the summer. Our our slow Cole trotted Hamels, out to the summer. It's gonna we're gonna have to wait for our Cole Hamels fix. I don't like that either. Did we really think Cole Hamels was going to accept a bunk at El Paso? Well, no, he is. That's that's what's going to go on. That he's going to be bunking and El. That's the bizarre. It's thing. not going to be extended spring training. Get things going. Veteran no. pitching over here on the side. If he's yep. not going to pitch at all in spring training, how could he start for AAA? That's why, from what I understand, he's going to be starting at AAA workshopping. You know, talking with uh, the coaches down there, <laughs> probably younger than him, and uh, and then they're hoping he's available in the middle of the summer, if need be. Over under on Cole Hamill's innings pitched, San Diego Padres, <laughs> two thousand twenty three. Set the number. Ooh, let's go with one point five. Hmm. Ooh, over. Okay, I, I think this so takes too. one start. Just takes yeah. one start. I think he's going to start for us, and I'm looking forward to that. And it's not happening this spring, which is stupid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh man. All right. Let me get into a couple questions from the text channel. Uh, if anyone would like to raise their hand, click the little button uh, and we'll push you on up to the stage and we can hear from you in person. Uh, however, we've gotten a lot of questions in and probably enough uh, to carry the show. Working in classic backwards order. So the last person received is the first one in. Uh, what regular season games or series are you most looking forward to? What things are you most looking forward to watching this season well that could be very generic what things um but let's go with what regular season games or series are you looking forward to i've been trying to figure out how to divvy up uh the regular season ticket schedule so i've actually been thinking about this a, a very little bit so far uh this year um i i've only looked at it from like a competition standpoint and from that angle the one i'm looking forward to uh, happens towards the end of the schedule. Uh, the Houston Astros are like the third last team to face the Padres. I didn't even look at the dates yet. I just looked at the li- like mm. the o- order of opponents in descending order, and they don't face them till near the end. And yeah, September eighth, ninth, tenth at Minimate Park. Those are the champions, man, and you're they're going to be going into their house. That's a lot of fun to me. Uh, For me, first up is the Mexico City Series. I I so dearly wish I could have been there. Um, But I can't wait to see that happen against the Giants. Um, I'm excited for that. May 1st, the theoretical Fernando Tatis Jr. debut game, I think is going to be one of the craziest games ever. And that weekend, they play the Dodgers. Um, And that should be one of the craziest weekends ever. Is that a um, is that a Petco series or is that a LA? No, that's Dodgers a Petco game? series. Yeah, that, that's a Petco yeah, series. Perfect, and, wonderful. Yeah, in fact, it's back to back weekends. They play them here, uh, May fifth, sixth, seventh, and they play in LA, May twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth, and the weekend after that, the Red Sox are in town, nineteenth, twentieth, and the twenty first, and and that's always huge. 
uh, when a team like the Bo Sox uh, come to San Diego, it's so rare and brings out all of their fans and it'll be uh, a crazy, crazy atmosphere. Uh, so just even looking at the first couple months of the season, that absolutely leaps out to me. I think, you know, people are always going to be excited for the beginning of the season and a very classical Rockies Diamondbacks start to things, yeah. uh, you know, uh, then a tough road trip to go to Braves and Mets uh, and then come home for Brewers and Braves. So uh, be pretty competitive in some tough teams and then off to Arizona for four, uh, you know, just looking at that April schedule before Tatis gets involved, uh, there's, there's going to be uh, not only some, you know, a sequence of games that are difficult, but you're, you're knocking out some of the best teams uh, early on uh, in terms of, uh, you know, pieces of their games. Remember, you only play six series against your divisional opponents now instead of the nine uh, that you've been playing in the past. So uh, a, a lot less. Yeah, uh, a lot less. Um, so if you have an off year against the Diamondbacks, which is always possible, that kind of happened to the team in 2021. And, like, just losing to the Diamondbacks seemed to put them in a funk all the time. Uh, so you never know which divisional rival is going to be sneaky good. Um, and, yeah, they don't have it easy out of the gate. And they don't seemingly have it easy all year as they, they tend to bounce off of bad opponents with pretty good ones. So uh, you you made it really real for me, Craig, when you talked about Fernando Tatis Jr. playing against the Dodgers on consecutive weekends in May. Yeah, that's that's when it's real, real. Yeah, yeah. we'll see how that first month goes. Uh, but when you get to those series, uh, everyone's going to be in an absolute frenzy. And hopefully the Padres are rising to the occasion uh, at that point. Once again, anybody in the uh, amphitheater? Uh, we've got a nice audience gathered here now. If anyone wants to put up their hand and jump in with a live question on the stage, uh, go ahead and we will bring you up to the front. Uh, meanwhile, we do have, like I said, a, a, a large set, of which I loved to see, of smart questions to answer. Tommy C. asked, is there any area of this team that is not improved heading into this season? That's an interesting question. Is there any area of the team that's not better than it was a year ago? Like we're, we're talking opening day roster? Yeah. Or just uh, looking at, yeah, where the team was last year when it wrapped up and where it is now. How many gold gloves do we have at first base right now, Craig? Yeah, there's a letdown there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're down to Cronenworth. Instead, or or maybe Nelly Cruz, who's getting some work over there, or Matt Carpenter. Um, yeah, that would be so exciting. Um, you know, the Discord kind of hit on this in the comments seemingly right away, which is that maybe starting pitching, and that's kind of solely because Mackenzie Gore isn't on the team anymore. I mean, fair. You know, with that That's, said, Mike Clevenger's not that great, and neither was Sean Manaya. I mean, if you can just tell me that Waka and Martinez will get near those innings, I think the rotation's better now. I, I agree. It just comes, like I said, it comes down to just Mackenzie Gore. He had a few exciting outings, but that's so nitpicky. Michael Waka could, uh, you know, could 
pitch to that mid three ERA he did last year at Fenway, you know, really hitters friendly place. So who knows? But no, the team's insanely better in the offensive side. You know, we're not having conversations involving jerks and profile or Will Myers. So true. Well, there's some unknowns. We'll, you know, and, and of course, as the month of March goes through, we'll talk about all the different variables that can swing one way or another on this team. The one place, if you say, where are we not improved? Places where you stay the same, you didn't improve, right? So the bullpen is the same. Uh, it, it's not really different, right? It's it's the same. Um, there might be a different name at the very end of it. You might think about Seth Lugo retreating into it, but Nick Martinez isn't there who was there at the end of the year. So I think the bullpen's kind of the same. Um, catcher's the same. Center field's the same. Uh, third base is the same, and hopefully that's a good thing uh, for everybody involved. So uh, overall, I think the club is a step better. It's mostly had its uh, screws tightened up a notch just about everywhere around the uh, the diamond and and in the pitching staff uh but if to answer the question that would be my answer to the question let's see yeah, uh yeah yeah go ahead i mean the the names are the same but we do feel a whole lot better about stephen wilson for instance and robert suarez for sure um so you know maybe not improved but another year with uh with familiar ground under their feet, maybe maybe there's hope for improvement. Oh, and Drew Pomerantz, Craig, Drew Pomerantz. Hey, hope springs eternal. Hope springs. Speaking of of innings pitched over under, what's the innings pitched over under for Drew Pomerantz? I said it thirty five. We're gonna get a good half season out of him, and then like like seven innings in the playoffs. That's what's gonna happen. Would I take 35 good innings of Drew Pomerantz? Yeah. Yeah. I would really hope for 50, uh, but I, I would accept it. Um, Dean, not the British Dean, uh, said, now that we've seen the bigger bases and watching uh, videos of an outcome in favor of the pitcher due to the pitch clock, any last second presumptions or thoughts on the rules changes as we head into our first game tomorrow? Let's Let's focus on one interesting thing that... Uh, you're starting to hear kind of a pushback from the baseball world, I think, Chris, which is that we've looked at the pitch clock as being favorable to the hitter, negative to the pitcher. You know, we've talked about pitchers potentially spiraling uh, in beginning situations, about how runners could taunt and harass pitchers because of the limited step off uh, and, and the inability to reset uh, that pitch clock. But the flip of that is, guys getting more aggressive pitching faster and batters that love to be able to step out of the box and collect themselves being unable to. And, and I think we're starting to hear that from pitchers that they're kind of relishing like, Hey, I've got pitch calm on my wrist now for the first time in my life. I'm able to just press a button and tell the catcher what I want to throw. And we can do that in five seconds. And now I can get this guy off of his rhythm. You know, the whole batter is not being able to step out thing I had kind of been thinking about because how the Padres messed with Matt Scherzer in the playoffs by stepping out, you know, after he had come set but had waited a little while. 
and it seemed to really mess with his composure and I think even DeGrom's. But uh, um, the thing that I didn't know about, which, you know, is fascinating as heck, is what you just mentioned, that uh, – um, oh, God, the baby just confused me. Um, that the pitchers can call their own pitches. That's, like, game-changing, man. Like, I can only imagine guys like the aforementioned Scherzer, like – changing the entire way they pitch now they can just lock in dictate what they're going to throw throw it like i can see that being pretty nuts like that changes kind of everything about the game in a way i can't wait for the first time a catcher shakes off a pitcher (laughs) (laughs) that is literally that is one of the things i am just like super excited um, and Dean chiming in silently in the text chat saying, also a batter that is not in the box within nine seconds gets an automatic strike. Right. So it, it you know, they can only step off the rubber twice, but you can only step out of the box once. So it really is designed to create a pace and flow. And I liked uh, what Jesse Agler put in his blog, uh, which was kind of a review from Tim Haggerty, the AAA announcer uh, at El Paso, saying he feels like the pitch clock just brings that flow of the game that you grew up watching back into the game. And I can't be sold with a better sentence than that, to be honest with you. Dude, facts. Um, The sport has been tough for the television audience for a while, only getting worse. Uh, I remember the Andy Ashby game that was, you know, what do you throw, 76 pitches, I want to say, in a shutout that lasted under two hours. And that's just not possible in today's game. Until now. Uh, hopefully yeah. that'll that'll be the case with uh, with the pitch clock coming. I, I'm excited for all of these rules changes and to see how it affects things uh, one way or the other. Uh, let's see, moving back up in the list see a lot of discussion about uh jackson merrill jackson merrill winding up uh number 10 on what was it keith law's top 100 list i believe uh that's it yeah is this our untouchable one is uh, it's just cj abrams all over again right or uh is is merrill the one that sticks well i kind of just think about what the moves have been surrounding middle infield and uh, who's coming off the books potentially this year and next. And if C.J. Abrams wasn't going to be your star guy uh, and he's not going to fill that spot, you got to look for somebody else who is. And every indication is that Jackson Merrill is going to hit the ball and play his near major league ready defensive shortstop. Um, so. I don't know, Craig, how many shortstops do we have on the team right now? Uh, but we'll have a few fewer in two years for sure. We'll have a few fewer in a week when everyone goes off to their respective WBC teams. That's <laughs> that's where it's going to be fun to watch Jackson Merrill. You know, talk about spring yeah. training preview. Like, things I'm looking forward to seeing Yeah, if I watch uh, or hearing about after the fact. Things I'm looking forward to. Tatis Jr. existing and playing and playing again and not just being a china doll uh jackson merrill being in the infield ethan salas 
checking into the seventh Dude, or eighth inning of the game. That one may be the biggest surprise of spring yet. Also, Camposano working with the top three pitchers. You know, they've talked about it. Uh, they, they're going to be aggressive in, in his uh, schedule uh, in spring training to try and get him ready to be in that pre-whatever uh, Alfaro role of alternating with Nola. Uh, and so as a result, uh, it should be cool to see him working with Snell and you know, not Darvish until the end, maybe, but, you know, working more with Musgrove, kind of working through the staff. That should be uh, one of the fun things to watch in the spring. Uh, Craig, did you know that Luis Camposano sounds exactly like Darius Rucker from formerly Hootie and the Blowfish? <laughs> no, I, I I never drew that comparison. We're, By the I, way, I screwed up. I said number 10 on Keith Law's list for Jackson Merrill. It's number 10 on the Fangraphs list. Well, I, that's people like Fangraphs more right now, I think. I think Fangraphs is more trendy, so good for Jackson Merrill. Um, just, it's been fun seeing Camposano talk. The only previous time I remember, like, seeing him on camera in the playoffs was him, like, kind of putting his hand in the face of the camera as it like was trying to see celebrating Padres and they chose poorly. Um, <laughs> he like smiled and blocked the camera, and and this year he's embracing the camera. So let's see the guy hit. Um. All right. Continuing through our our text questions. If anyone wants to toss up their hand, by the way, uh, you know we always mention that huge patrons, big patrons, go to the front of the list. Doesn't mean that if the list starts with you, that we won't just go to you. Uh, so go ahead, pop up your hand. We will bring you up to uh, the stage as we're about halfway through uh, our max runtime on group therapy here on this particular Thursday evening. But we did have a couple more uh, questions. One from Dragon1178 who asks, is the assumption that Bogarts is the shortstop healthy or should there be a competition? On top of that, how do you tell Tatis he can't compete uh, for shortstop? Uh, yes, the assumption is, just to, to knock that part out early, Bogarts is going to be the shortstop, they've told him. So uh, th that part, you can rest your mind. But uh, I've got takes on either one of those other two questions, uh, Chris. Should there be a competition, or how do you tell Tatis he can't compete for shortstop? But I'm interested in what you have to say. I'm, I, I think that that's a valid point. How do you tell the, your long-term you know, statue contract guy he can't compete for it? Uh, but also, how do you not tell our Lord Hassan Kemp that he can't compete for it? Uh, it it might be something that frustrates me all year, dude. If, if Xander Bogarts, uh, you know, doesn't show range to his right and isn't able to make the, you know, the what needs to be an even faster play now with the pizza box bases, if guys are reaching first on legged out singles and our Lord's just sitting over there at second, you know, laser rocket right arm sitting idle. I might complain. <laughs> you know, Xander, did you see, by the way, we talked on Monday about that uh, Xander Bogart's uh, sports info solutions article about him diving to his right. 
uh, and and injury prone as a yes. result of being the, the second most diving player. In Dennis Lynn's athletic article, Xander Bogarts is in the article reading the SIS article. Well, <laughs> that... I, did you just see this thing? I shouldn't dive to my right as much if I'm not going to catch the ball. <laughs> That's because AJ Prowler is in our Discord and he heard the show and he looked up the article and he showed Xander. That's the only clear and uh, simple explanation. I, I found that fascinating. Um, I do not think there should be a competition this year because they told Xander Bogarts he was going to be the shortstop when they signed him to this gigantic contract. And the way the Padres work well is that they are a club that takes good care of their players. And one way to not take a good care of your player <laughs> is to tell them that you're going to be their short, the shortstop. And then on opening day, it's someone else and you're somewhere else. It's like, okay, we got off to a really poor start in terms of trust. Uh, so whether that was the optimal defensive runs saved configuration, it's almost certainly not. But if Xander Bogarts, which has also been reported, hasn't been promised anything beyond this year, I think it's a pretty acceptable compromise uh, to to come to in terms of, hey, welcome to the team. You get to keep your old spot. And then I think they're going to kind of let the the nature of the ocean, so to speak, you know, and, and that it's shark infested sort things out. If he's not the best one, the better one will rise. Um, but that's the answer to the to the first part. The second part was how, how do you tell Tatis very easily by saying, look how of these injuries that you're coming back from. We're going to yeah. start you off over here in right field. We've got all these shortstops. It's cool. We'll talk about it later. You know, I, I do hope they show him at least a little bit of time uh, in spring training on the infield. I feel like they will have ample opportunity with everyone gone for the WBC. But for the most part, you want to see him out there in right field, figuring out how to be a comfortable right fielder. Perfect. Perfectly put. You're right. Well, that's no argument there. I'm not going to hear you nailed it. Like, he needs to shag fly balls. <laughs> um, oh, there's a new trivia question. One of the fun things that's happening right now in our group therapy uh, text channel is that uh, D. James is putting up a weekly trivia question. Did I already answer this one? Yes, I did. Okay. Um, oh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything on it. Well, it's just another fun thing. Check it out. Uh, oh, okay. We've got we've got one more, and then I know Rafey's got something, and then it's uh, it's uh, swinger swinger don't swing time from our stage. Uh, Friar Goose, our buddy from Mexico City, left a, a couple of questions. Uh, the first being in reverse order. Will you be doing a special on location group therapy session in Mexico City? Oh, not I. I, I wish. wish I could be there, Chris. Yeah, I wish no. I could be there, man. Oh, that would be once in a lifetime. So sadly, no. The reason, by the way, if you haven't listened to every episode ever, which I don't blame you, uh, is that the soccer's season could carry to that week. And maybe the day before and, and a situation where it or even that weekend, depending on how everything shakes through. Uh, and if I can't 
have the opportunity to buy tickets in advance and to plan the whole thing out. There's no way I'm going to be able to afford to do it week of when everything's a gazillion dollars. So as a result, not going to go to Mexico City. Will be watching, will be jealous, to be sure. Um, Okay, back to it, uh, where he asks, breakout spring training surprise star and prediction for WBC champion this year. Uh, I want to do the last one first because I kind of had like a little bit of a daydream the other day, Craig. You know, I've been, I've I've been trying to slow our collective roles when it comes to a certain pitcher designated hitter playing for the Angels. Mm-hmm. But man, you Darvish is going to be hanging out with him for the next month. They're they're not favorites to win it all, but they're they're up there. Team Japan, what if what if they can go on this inspirational run where you and Shohei bond and it leaves Shohei no choice but to accept the exact same contract you Darvish just signed <laughs> come, and come play baseball for the Padres. Not only must I sign with the Padres, it must be six years, $108 million yes, declining it must, quickly. Yes, it must be six years, $108 million. I couldn't take a dollar more than my idol. So that's why I'm I'm now rooting for Team Japan and <laughs> not Team America. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, it should happen. I I believe the champion of the World Baseball Classic will be the Dominican Republic. And I think that will be the springboard for the Padres is having Manny and Soto and Nelly Cruz all on a team working together uh, for a championship and getting hot together. And then they'll come into the season hot and help carry us through that Tatisless month. And then Tatis is the the firecracker uh, that, that gets us to stage two, so to speak, uh, come the month of May. So my pick for the WBC uh, is... Dominican Republic. My pick for spring breakout star, and I don't know if this is complete wish casting or not. I think it is, but it's David Dahl. Have you seen? Have you seen David Dahl in these uh, in these videos, like these tiny mic videos? He looks like a Colorado Rocky. He smells like one too. I'll bet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know how he smells. I can't speak. He smells like pine needles. Yes. Exactly. Uh, uh, um, that dude is jacked. <laughs> he is yeah. ridiculously buff. The first time I was like, oh, is that the strength coach? I, uh, honest to God, I thought, oh, that's the strength coach. They're like, no, that's David Dahl. I'm like, wow. Okay. Okay, David. Okay. <laughs> I, I... People were asking if people were very confused and asking if it was Austin Nola, and I I couldn't believe it. no like no Austin, no Austin, yeah I, no he didn't get it into is a dreams. Marvel movie yeah exactly yeah yeah if he trained for two years to try and be a superhero he couldn't look like David Dahl that's uh, dude David Dahl yeah he's gonna be able to hit it out at at, at sea level too. I'm just predicting. Yeah, I mean, he's looking more, you know, like Krav Maga than Luke Voigt ever did. 
I like I, you're warming me a little bit on it just with sheer guns in tank tops, I guess. I hope Jackson Merrill is the breakout star, or I hope it's uh, no, I hope uh, Jay Groom that's is the mine, star. that's mine, man, because just having a controllable young starter coming through the system who projects to be at least a mid rotation guy, you know, maybe even you know upper middle tier rotation that would be huge for the Padres they need it bad uh, it's the type spending 20 million dollars on every starter isn't gonna you know be manageable a few years from now so that would be huge I'd love to see him break out well it is the time where we would like to invite you to come on up to the stage and join us here on group therapy after all that's the name of the show it's group Therapy. It's not just Chris and I talking to each other. That's Padres Hot Tub. Group therapy is the chance for the group to jump in. And our, our very good friend, Chaloa, uh, is going to get things started. One of the trusted members of our Discord for the last three years. Chaloa, how are you, my friend? How are you? I was doing better before I heard the uh, succession news. But, um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm getting by, making some dinner, uh, <clears throat> tuning into group therapy. I thought I'd chime in real quick as I was stirring my uh, chicken lettuce cups. Uh, just to say, I think you guys missed the the everyone's everyone at least on the Discord hopeful breakout star at camp. It's got to be Campy, right? Yeah, uh, that's another good. Everybody one. wants him to take. Everybody wants him to take that job. You know, throw some people out for once. But uh, you know, I think I mean I just feel like that was the the temperature in the in the in the Padres channel for sure. It's like every everybody's getting so hyped that he's getting so much uh, he's getting so much run these past few days, or at least the past week. You know. I, I yeah, would Chris, love why do you have the correct answer? You have the correct answer. Now, yeah. we just had our answers. You had to come along with the correct answer. I appreciate it. Otherwise, what would we be doing here? What what kind of was it chicken in the lettuce cup, you said? It's you know, I'm just making those knockoff PF Chang's chicken lettuce cups. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The best. Get a little Maybe. butter lettuce, you know, get some hoisin, mix it in. It's that's nature's perfect food. Absolutely. All right. Thank you guys. Thank you. I'm looking forward to this season and, and uh hanging out with you guys a lot. I appreciate you. You as well, my friend. And of course, uh, we'll be doing post-game shows, not for every single game, but at least one a series uh, is what we settled on uh, last year. And in this, the biggest, most exciting, most eventful Padres season ever. I'm sure uh, as the the both the fancy strikes, either Chris or myself or both or Rafi, uh, you know, or all of us, uh, we'll get on the stage when exciting things or horrible things happen uh, for our San Diego Padres uh, going forward. Chris, did you hear the news that, that Chiloa was referring to? Uh, the, uh, I, I, I heard he said something about secession. Was he talking Six about the hit HBO drama? The hit HBO drama Succession in a New Yorker article uh, that just dropped this evening creator showrunner jesse armstrong announced that this season which starts next month in fact will be the last season of succession the fourth season is the fourth and final season of succession that makes a lot of sense hbo has a really bad habit of yanking shows right before they've reached a satisfying ending um so i'm, I'm kind of glad to hear that in a you know in a way yeah, you know what? To me, it just means it's going to be even more exciting. 
going into yeah. this. Uh, you know, at some point, someone has to succeed. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't think so. Succession, right? There has to be a succession. Someone has to uh, step into the role. Who will it be? Um, I think it's, it's implicit per, uh, in the title, yeah. you know. I know, but that could be the whole, like, be the whole point of it. That it's impossible for this this character to do so. Um, I want Jerry to win. I just want Jerry to win. Um, in fact, you you know what? The last thing I'll say about that, uh, both Chris and Chris in the uh, audience, uh, well, is, I, I, yeah, what? Have I told you? I worked with Jerry at the La Jolla Playhouse. Really? Yeah, that's Jay uh, Smith Cameron. Right. He's awesome. We were in uh, Midsummer Night's Dream together. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah she's uh, one of my absolute favorite parts of oh, the entire show. Um, we do a, uh, yeah, Full Fucking Beast is the name of our uh, succession spin <laughs> podcast on on uh, Crossing Streams with myself and Corey Stewart and Justice Parman and Bo Linet. Uh So getting ready for that intense uh, Sunday nights, Monday rewatches. But literally the last thing I was going to say was that when I got that news and saw that article, I thought, okay, I got to start rewatching now. Like we're about a month out. I better, I better rewatch season three, like time to get back through it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. We'll, We'll go through it together. Promise. Bring the popcorn. Uh, I'm still in my Corona cave, at least for another day. Um, D. James, welcome uh, to the show here on Group Therapy, our, our Urzat's, uh Group Therapy trivia guy. What's happening, brother? Uh, I can't tell you how pumped I am for baseball to be back. Uh, we're going to have an actual game tomorrow. It is so exciting. What if we're down three nothing? Are you still going to be excited? <laughs> I will be excited about watching the Discord meltdown about losing a spring training game, and uh, the inevitable complaints about some player going over during the first couple games. I mean, that's part of the fun of spring training is is the overreactions that occur, uh, and that's always fun to see here. You know, one of the things that's happening right now is, and I see Monty's in the audience, is that we've got three different Padres Hot Tub Fantasy Leagues that are all cranking up. The uh, OG League is now up to 16 people. We've practically got as many teams as there are in the big leagues. It's ridiculous, Uh, at least at some stage of the big leagues. So uh, we've got even a, a promotion relegation situation. We've got a keeper league. And so... One of the things that always gets me, I'll, I'll tell you, D. James, and why I usually try to avoid some of this spring training is that it messes up my fantasy picks. You know, I see some guy go off in the first week of March. and I'm like, it's his year. You know, the next thing you know, it turns out, oh, yeah, it's like every other year. Spring training doesn't matter. Well, who was the feed on last year? It was uh, the guy that got traded to the Brewers and is now on the Pirates or something. What was that guy's name? Estuary anyway, yeah. Ruiz. He's that's now right. in Oakland A. Oh, in, in Oakland A. That's right. Yeah. Uh, anyway. And straight up a sleeper fantasy pick. <laughs> yeah. He might leave the league in stolen bases. Well, and if John was still in the audience, he would remind me that the other breakout star last spring was Jose Azokar, 
who, Sugar Man. Yeah. when he started talking about him and because he was doing well in spring, that was another one of our annual traditions. I don't know if you want to accept his, uh, his role in the play, Chris, but uh, it was the annual, he would bring up halfway through spring training, all the exciting spring training stats. And I would go, they don't mean anything. They mean that they could mean something to like someone. And I mean that literally one player could sneak his way into a job with stats. So yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll be your I'll be your dreamer of spring training. He'll be my Huckleberry. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. That, that, that's that's my only thing, man, is I, I try to uh, I I just want to soak in the vibes, you know. I just want to enjoy it. Uh, and enjoy seeing the the sunshine glinting off of their wraparound Oakley shades. Uh, D. James, great job uh, coming up with the trivia questions. You haven't even come up with one close to stumping me yet. Uh, so don't set your level to stump Greg unless you want to see a lot of people not answer your questions correctly. Well, I was impressed with your answer last week. Uh, I didn't think anyone was get it, but several people jumped on it right away. Anyway. I, I uh, literally covered the man when he was here. <laughs> if I've forgotten already, I'm in trouble. Well, I do have one question for you all. It's not a trivia question. Um, oh, okay. Please feel free. Uh, pumped about the baseball season, not pumped about Bally sports. Uh, and it just is just depressing as ever to come to a new baseball season and realize that there is literally no ability for me to pay any amount of money to a legal service that will allow me to watch baseball games over this, you know, newfound technology called the internet. So I guess my question is, putting Don and Mud aside, what's worse, an ESPN baseball broadcast or Bally Sports San Diego? Um, yeah, I hate watching ESPN broadcasts of the Padres. Uh, so... That's a tough one because, I mean, Bally Sports San Diego is, is pretty damn mediocre. I mean, Don and Mudd are the only thing. You know, Mike Pomerantz is fine. You know, everything's got its own formulaic thing. But the rally on Bally, which is running like the other 20 hours of the day, uh, or the World Poker Tour, you know, you can you can go ahead and, and toss that in a pot. Um, <laughs> but, you know, for me, the worst broadcast that's not Don and Mud of the Padres I think last year was Apple TV plus um, and it had the best resolution and quality, but the, was that, with, like, was that with Braves lady? Yeah. Or Orioles. Um, so Newman, woman Newman, who could right? not pronounce Hassan Kim's name, or maybe he was pronouncing it correctly. And we're all just wrong. That could also be the case, but uh, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's not, I've watched other episodes. She was fine, but it just, that broadcast felt really disconnected to me. And maybe it was just the timing. I don't know, but I, I, no me gusto. I think well, it was her and it was against the Braves and she was openly rooting for the Braves throughout the broadcast. <laughs> well, I, for one, welcome the, the, the imminent demise of Valley Sports San Diego and the arise of a, an Apple TV quality broadcast with Don and Mud which I'm hoping will come when MLB decides to join everyone else in the 21st century. That's probably what's happening, right? We'll, we'll get the MLS version of this on Apple. I hope so. D James. Thanks man for coming up uh, on the stage. I appreciate you. All right. Have a great night. y'all. You too. Um, 
Yeah, that's probably the direction it goes, isn't it? Uh, one of if it's not them, it's someone else. One of these tech giants will jump in. YouTube, someone. Yeah, it just goes back to what we talked about. You know, MLB has a commissioner that is not as smart as the NBA's commissioner because all this stuff would have been figured out. I know they're working on it right now, but it hasn't come fast enough. It hasn't come with the times. And uh, you're right. It's going to be an Apple, an Amazon, or one of these people with the infrastructure in place ready to go. Uh, by the way, Monty mentioned in the group therapy check text chat that uh, if we get four more fantasy entrants, we'll be up to four fantasy leagues oh my for baseball this season. <laughs> so there's a chance that we have, what, uh, MLS, USL Championship, and USL League One or something like that. Uh, we could have multiple levels of promotion and relegation uh, going on. This is getting intricate now. This is getting to uh, to the, the point of the English football system all the way around. So uh, four more people, welcome in. Well, jump on in, patreon.com slash Padres Hot Tub, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Padres Hot Tub. Uh, last call for anybody out there in our audience on the stage to lift up their hand, hit the uh, hold your hand up button uh, and jump into the show because I know Rafi uh, had a couple of things he's looking forward to in spring training. Producer Rafi uh, has been here on the stage quietly. Welcome to the show. I'm looking forward to the uh, the uh, Welcome to Wrexham uh, documentary series about the fi- the fifth tier fantasy league in uh, Padres <laughs> Hot Tub. Uh, uh, good to be with you guys. It's cold. It's cold here. Uh, so I'm just kind of bundled up by my computer. But I uh, I had a couple things that I will be looking at in spring training that I think will be interesting. The first is uh, the Bogarts article that came out about him you know not being super great defensively and having trouble moving to his right it didn't touch on the fact that like he's gonna be playing next to Manny Machado now and before he was playing next to Rafael Devers who's like not a paragon of defensive skill uh so I'm gonna be really curious how that changes things uh you know Bogarts was pretty aware uh of his limitations uh Eric Hosmer could never uh so it was like very healthy to hear that and uh I so I'm gonna be uh looking at first of all how much the shift ban actually changes things I think that we are kind of thinking that like the Padres having an incredibly rangy infield with all these you know plus plus defenders is going to be a huge advantage um a lot of the like stat head evaluators seem are kind of downplaying uh, the effect of the shift ban, um, and I think it'll be interesting to see like if we are zigging where everyone else is zagging or vice versa. And the other thing is, uh, I uh, I will be in Scottsdale uh, uh, and Phoenix, Arizona for El Regreso de Tatis uh, in April. So if you're going to be in that series, let me know. But uh, up until that point, we're going to have a hole in the outfield. Uh, and I have no idea who's going to fill it. I know you mentioned David Dahl as someone. David Dahl. Obviously, David there's Dahl. <laughs> Adam Angle, Jose Azacar, really just a murderer's row of uh, fourth outfielders. But um, I'm just like... Tirso or Nellis. Tirso. Tirso the boy. So uh, I don't know. I think that there's like a sneaky amount uh to play for from the guys that are not going to be going to the wbc because you know we've talked about the kind of stars and scrubs 
sort of model that AJ has built over the years. And, um, you know, I, we've we've been blessed with a lot of like really good health uh, last season. And I'll be curious to see if our depth holds up. And I think a lot of that is going to get uh, shaken out over spring training, uh, including my dear boy, Luis Campisano. All eyes on him. All right. Thanks, guys. You bet, Rafi. And, and, you know, one guy that can fill in a little bit in the outfield is Matt Carpenter. Uh, you know, you don't expect him to be a, an incredible outfielder, but if you were going to say that Matt Carpenter played 10 games in right field uh, in April and then you had Sugarman do the rest, I, I think, you know, and, and face all the lefties, uh, you know, I think that would be okay. Adam Engel is the one guy that I know they say, well, he signed a $1 million guaranteed contract. He should be the inside track to be the fourth outfielder. He's so deeply unimpressive to me. You know, a, a pretty good glove that's kind of fast, that's never really hit, um, really almost at all, uh, at, at the big league level. To me, he's just the sugar man, but a different color. He's white sugar. Yeah, yeah. sugar in the raw. Or no, that would be Jose Azokar. Yeah, no, uh, he's, he's refined. Yeah, he's refined, refined bleach sugar. sugar. Uh, I think Ozogar has, you know, a higher upside. And, like, I, I always viewed Angle as, like, the, the, the number two behind Sugar. But Sugar's got options, and, and Angle doesn't. So I, I hope that's not the difference. I hope whoever has the better spring is the difference. And I think that's going to be our old buddy Jose, even though he might not ever hit a home run in the major league. Yeah, $1 million to the Padres payroll is not, it shouldn't be a determining factor. No. no. <laughs> At this point, well, we gave him a million dollars. In the Jeff Morad days, that would be an iron lock. You know, put him on the front of the of the uh, media guide. Yeah, but posters outside the stadium. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. I think it was 2001 that the Padres media guide had John Moores and Larry Lacchino and Bruce Bochy and Kevin Towers in like rootin' tootin' cowboy outfits. <laughs> like literally like where Larry Lacchino wearing chaps. It was, it was one of the saddest, funniest, greatest covers in the history of the thing that was and no longer is. The, mostly the cover to a physical media guide for a team uh, that that is developed in February. Uh, I wonder if Bruce Bochy came up with that, like in a like in a deer tree stand. I think and it, it might have been a reaction to no, it couldn't have been because I was thinking of, of when Kevin Malone said, "There's a new sheriff in town." <laughs> I think that was just the joke. We were like, no, look, Kevin, Kevin Towers was the old sheriff. Look, you can see there he is. He's got the star on his vest right there. Uh, I, 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 what I want to see this year, and it's not going to happen, but I want to see that every single person on the team, affiliated the te with the team, grow a Trent Grisham, Matt Carpenter style mustache. I want to see Jesse Avigler with the mustache. I want to see Mark Grant with the mustache. Bob Melvin. Um, Juan Soto, for sure. Like, Juan Soto with the mustache, with him and Trent and Matt Carpenter out in outfield on a Petco Park afternoon. Ah, oh, guys. 
by the way, I have it was 2000, not 2001. And I have found the cover <laughs> online. All right, and I'm taking a screenshot <laughs> right now and I'm about to put it into the Discord. So, uh, in fact, maybe I'll just put it in the text chat uh, to, to start things off. So, uh, absolutely brilliant. One of the brilliant pictures in the history of humanity. Uh, here, I'm adding it right now to the text chat. And <laughs> what I had forgotten was that Larry Lucchino has an eye patch <laughs> over and a and bolo the tie. Black hat, the black hat. Oh. It's just, it's so good. Oh no, this was 100% John Moore's idea. <laughs> I'm looking, looking at this. Yeah, because he's just got a cowboy hat on his yeah. boots. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> he's fine. He's not wearing the bolo or this, you know, the oh, eye patch. Man. Rest in peace, Absolutely. Kevin Towers. The leather amazing wrist guard. How about the leather wrist guard for Larry Lucchino? <laughs> he just went over to the prop box and started grabbing. Kevin Towers wearing that very long, designed to be writ- you know, while you're riding a horse. The duster. Uh, yes, thank you. He's got the, the gun belt on. Lo- the st- Oh my God, I love this picture so much. Great audio entertainment talking about a picture, but go check it out. It's in our Discord too. Uh, if you're a pa- if you are a patron, patreon.com slash Padres Hot Tub. If that's what brings you in as a member, hey, I guess we did our job. Um, all right, we're at the hour mark. Uh, so last call for alcohol here, uh, if any, or for the, uh, the imbibing of asking a question. Uh, that sweet liquor. Uh, go ahead, pop up your hand. Otherwise, we are going to check out and say thank you all for your attendance. As a reminder, everyone listening on the free feed, uh, folks that are here, and we've had a crowd of over 30 at some points, uh, have been hanging out because they are members of our Patreon community. So go to patreon.com slash Padres Hot Tub. It's just $5 at the introductory level. Seen a lot of people leveling up to uh, get the chance to get Padres Hot Tub t-shirts, get invites to baseball games, sweet, sweet blankets on the way, heading from China, coming just weeks away from being here, uh, and more. So check it out. Check out the the different levels. Find out where you would like to uh, join us, patreon.com slash Padres Hot Tub. Chris, Rafi, you guys have a tremendous weekend. Uh, Craig, you too, my yes. friend. You you positive test yourself out of that cave, and uh, yeah, and, and go soccer's. Go soccer's this weekend, and hey, starting tomorrow, we can say it for sure. Go Padres. Go, go Padres. Padres.